Well, hello, everybody. You're listening to the Woodworkers Podcast again. Uh, my name is Ben Brunick, and I'm joined, as always, with Philip Morley and Ramon Valdez. How you guys doing? Hey, Fantastic. Great. Great. how you guys doing? Great, man. We decided, um, you know, we're we're on Instagram. We, we we figure we should probably at least give our um, the, our names on Instagram because um, some of us weren't smart enough to use our actual name um, for the <laughs> handles. Some of us had to be autistic. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, so I'm I'm Chalkstone Woodworking on on Instagram. Uh, and Phil, you're Philip Morley Furniture, and and Ramon. Yep, nice and simple. Nice and simple. And Ramon, you're Ramon Artful, right? Very pretentious. Yes. <laughs> Very pretentious. <laughs> yeah, Ramon. Ramon's real sensitive about his about his handling. He doesn't. I, I like am. It at all. I, I always have to apologize for 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 being so. Ooh, look you gotta at own me. it, man. I'm so artful. <laughs> You gotta own it, and then people hey, see look, my you, stuff. You get like you get like over three million views on your videos, so don't worry about that's it. That's right. Hey, that's that's not bad for an art art, art video, right? <laughs> right. And two million views. Yeah, yeah. I should own uh, it. That's awesome. Yeah, and, <laughs> own it. And Ramon was Ramon was Raymond to me for forever. I I still have a hard time. I I get that all the time. A lady just came to the shop today. She. She brought a bunch of cedar boards and wanted to know if I could split them in half or when she called me, she said it was one or two. And then she brings 14 eight footers, <laughs> you know, that she needed them resawn. Nice. Oh my goodness. Were they nice? Were they but nice? she goes, do you go by Ray or Raymond? Or she's looking at my sign above my, my shop door or Ramon. <laughs> like, yeah, I get it all. Ray, Rain Man, Ray, Ray, Ray Ramon, I like Ray. Rinaldo. Ren- <laughs> <laughs> So nice, but Ramon is right my on, real right name. On. So, so were those were those boards yeah. that she brought? Were they, were they nice and wet too? No, they were really nice. Uh, it was aromatic cedar, and they were actually surprising. Man, they were all five and a half inches wide. They were all eight foot long, and they were all straight. I'm like, where did you get this cedar? It's fantastic. But wow. I started cutting it, and um, she said she was going to wait. I said, well, that won't work. This is a lot of work, and I showed her you know that resawing a board is different than cutting it the other way flat on a table saw you know you're not just ripping it you're slicing it so she said she would come back uh, when i was done anyway so i started cutting them everything was going good and then i threw a bandsaw tire on my lower wheel you know those, those oh. are the ones that produce the traction and it the, the urethane tires <laughs> the old ones were rubber and they were glued on the the newer ones newer style i think they're urethane and they're they're stretched on and over time, you know, that my band saw is probably 10, 10, 10 or 12 years old. And they, they start to crack, I guess. I've never had a problem with a tire, but it, it threw yeah. a tire. Which, and, and... Which, you, you need to get a, uh, uh, you need to get your shop climatized. <laughs> right. <laughs> that would probably help. <laughs> it helps everything. I had the same problem. Um, I think I had my band saw sitting in uh, a trailer for how was my oldest kid 10 so for like nine years oh before i could get it out into my actual shop <laughs> and i turned it on and i started using it and man that thing crumbled <laughs> turned oh, it just oh, oh my goodness <laughs> it was terrible so which mm, which yeah. band song was that ramon was it the grizzly it it's my my big my big uh grizzly that i i just have it set up for for resawing it has the the leno blade the carbide tipped one inch yep. wide fantastic i mean that thing is just such a beautiful cut when you when you slice it um you know i have that one and then i have a little just standard uh delta well i i didn't have a name what was the name of it what brand grizzly like yours same thing oh grizzly okay all right we have the same one yeah do you have is you have the brake on it or no brake no mine doesn't have the brake yeah i, I have that same one then i bought the same model but it came with a break, I guess. Oh yeah. And so I got two, two the same, but they're the same size. Yeah. It's a really decent bandsaw for for that price point. Sure. But uh, I, mean, I ordered some wheels. Are so they? Are, I tried. I, I tried to find the the Carter brand, but they didn't make any in a 17 inch. It, it went from 16 inch to 18 inch, which I thought was kind of weird, but huh. no big deal. I found some urethane tires for it. We'll put those on, and uh, a lot of people crown those. Did you know that? I did. I did. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I replaced, I had to put tires on, on the bandsaw that I've got. I've got a, a Centaro, which is like a, um, well, it's an Italian machine. That's a real machine. Well, uh, it's, 
it, it's like a 24 inch but i replaced the tires on those and i had this what's that now you're bragging <laughs> now i'm bragging yes and now you're bragging 24 inch um that's nice. i replaced the tires on those and then i crowned those that was this big ordeal trying to figure out how the heck to do all that i remember like scouring um owwm that old woodwork old woodworking machinery um like back in the day when when i i crowned those tires but i used the contact adhesive the 3m contact adhesive and it went it went south on me um a couple years later and the tires started to come off um so i ended up using i think carter has an epoxy adhesive and i ended up putting the tires got them off cleaned everything back up and then put them back on with the um with that that um epoxy adhesive and i haven't had a lick a problem since what a pain hmm. yeah man what a pain i had the same deal with laguna and it was it was dreadful because i you know i have the two grizzlies and i've changed um i've changed the tires twice and if i if i'm not mistaken they're not crowned, but the wheel's crowned. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, really? Some of them are. Yeah, so it just follows mm -hmm. it. It, it, it. You don't have to do anything to it. Just put it on and go. And the ones with the Laguna, man, like they sell, they sell it and it's oversized and you have to like cut a spline and they sell you the glue and it's just, it was a nightmare. Mm. It was such a pain. But, um, I mean, they, they stay on. I mean, it's, you know, it didn't come off, but it was a huh. pain in the ass. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, so that... Uh... The, how, well, we were talking about something before we got into this, but oh, we were, we were what talking about exactly. This all started Peter. with your name. <laughs> oh, yeah, she was wondering my name. That's that's right. So, I very artistically threw a tire this morning. <laughs> it just it, it made a it made a bad sound, and I, I hit the switch right away. And the first thing you think about is the carbide teeth on your expensive blade, but it uh, it didn't do too bad. It, you know, it hit the uh, the little insert, which which is plastic on on my bandsaw, which uh, you know sometimes they're aluminum, right. but the plastic one it it was pretty forgiving. So okay, <laughs> not bad at all. All right. And yeah. then is that a did you did you call it Leno or is that Lennox? Uh, I'm not sure if that's a pronunciation. It's L E N N O X okay. and carbide. I think it's two teeth per inch, which sounds really coarse. Actually, Tim Coleman is the one that recommended yeah. that that blade for me. I used to use uh, like a three tooth per inch, half inch wide. It was something that Michael Fortune swears by, but it, right. it does a little bit thinner kerf, of mm -hmm. course. But man, these carbide blades, they just, they slice through Wenge, Paduke, yeah. whatever, and they just keep That's going. What I run and, on mine too, is that, is that Lennox or... Oh, I, don't, I don't remember who it was. I think it was maybe... Darren Oates okay. that had a little jig for sharpening them. Did you I guys did. see that? I think I think that's right. Yeah, and he had a little yeah. like a hinged hinged little ramp that that would get the angle right, and then oh, it was oh, really crazy. slick because they say they're not sharpenable. I'm like, well, come on, there's carbide on them. Of course they're sharpenable. They're probably not worth it for the company to to do it. Maybe they just want to sell you new one. I don't yeah. know. Um, they're they're not cheap. You know, they're 140. All right. Well, sorry, we had a, a few technical difficulties. Um, Phil all of a sudden couldn't hear anything, um, so I think he had to quick go sorry. and pay the bill. Um, and, <laughs> yeah, and we were able to get back get back going. So uh, apologize apologize for the uh, for the break in the action there. <laughs> yeah. So, so we were action. I guess we're back on track. Uh, speaking of bandsaw bandsaw blades back on track see, see what i did there oh uh, there did i like I'm, that i'm a dork <laughs> so yeah it's a leno leno brand carbide one inch wide carbide tip uh, they're fantastic blades um i'm not sure what the curve size is but they they're really excellent for resawing and i just keep that yeah blade i've only on used there. um i guess laguna makes one right is that correct yeah, the Resaw King. Yeah, the Resaw King. Yeah, the right. Resaw King. Yeah. I think I've used that and, and the uh, Lennox. I've, I think I've used one Lennox uh, blade before. Man, they're nice. I don't own one. Um, the funny thing about that Le Lennox or Leno, however you say that, 
is the weld is um it's it's not it's not smooth when that when that hits the wheel yeah. it it bucks back and forth it doesn't seem to affect the cut at all and from other okay. guys that I've talked to about it they say there's is sometimes like that but as well it doesn't affect the cut but when you start when your okay. board just starts to hit the, that blade it's you know what I mean it starts <laughs> you, yeah. it's, right. it's moving skip, it's skip moving to and fro to yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 but, okay Kind of like, you know, when a bandsaw blade's about to break. Right. It, it, just, <laughs> it doesn't seem right, but it, it doesn't seem to affect it either. Right. So, yeah, I love them. Yeah. yeah. Cool. I've had, I've, I've ran that same blade for a long, long time and, and have had great luck with them. You know, they mm-hmm. just, and I, and I, we ran, we ran the Resaw King um, down at the shop that I worked at in, in Lincoln, Nebraska. Um, and we had great luck with those too. We just, I gotten, I gotten two blades from them when we, we, I had bought a, um, Oh, one of the HD, one of the 16 Laguna 16 HD, um, saw that was at the shop that I worked at. Um, but we ordered, you know, I ordered that in for the, for the shop down there. And at that time we just ordered two resaw Kings at the same time, you know, tried to leverage against them to say, you know, all right, give us a, give us a sweetheart deal. We're buying a saw. And, and so we got two because you can resharpen those. You can send them back into. Uh, what's the saw curve like on those things? Is it, is it pretty thick or about the same? A, what a little over a 16th, I suppose. Yeah. I don't like three thirty seconds or. No, that would be bigger. I don't think they're even a sixteenth on the on the Leno. Yeah. Um, are you kidding? Mm-mm. Wow. Because on a regular blade is a sixteenth. Yeah. Yeah. These are pretty thin. They're soft thought it was thicker. You'd think they would be wow. being carbide, but okay. What what size blades were were you guys using, Ben? How wide a blade and how many teeth per inch? Do you remember? One inch. One inch in width was usually what we what we were running, and then. Uh, it was under three, you know, three, you always hear three, three TPI, but I think, you know, in the, in the two, in the two range, I, I don't even tell you the truth. I don't, I don't remember. Yeah. The one I use is a two, two, two teeth per inch, which sounds like it would leave, a, you know, a, a cut like a chainsaw, but it, it is remarkably smooth. Yeah. 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 It's just, it's, it's, a, it's able to get all that sawdust out of there, you know? Yeah. That's, that's the big thing is you're not, you're, you don't, you don't have all that all that dust packing in um and it's able to able to get, right, get through right. get through the cut it's always a rip for the most part you know mm-hmm. on on re- so sure. yeah it's a really weird feeling when you're um when you've you've been using a three teeth you know three tpi and then they change it out like at school i went to use a bandsaw the other day uh, at a class and it's like man that thing's aggressive uh it cut fine it just it's a it's a lot yeah. faster and it was a two, two tooth uh, okay. inch, but it's it's definitely a lot more aggressive. But the cut seems the cut seems great. I've just always used a three TPI. Okay, yeah, I think probably because Michael Michael Fortune sure. said so. Right. <laughs> you know who else is uh, really knowledgeable and has some great inf- information on on bandsaws is a guy by the name of Alex Alex Snodgrass. Alex okay. Snodgrass, I believe he has some YouTube videos. Uh, he I think he works for oh, cool. Carter. I could be wrong, but uh, he employs the same uh, technique of getting your gullets over the center of your wheel and eliminating ban- uh, bandsaw blade oh. drift, which is fantastic. Michael Fortune showed me that. That's the best thing you can do if you have a bandsaw. It changes your changes your life, man. It is right. amazing because yeah. then you can just make everything parallel. You don't have to worry about changing the drift and all that jazz. Yeah, you don't have to. I've never screwed around with drift. I was like, what am I missing? <laughs> but the other thing I, I love is the idea of um, just riding the back of the right. blade and a little lateral pressure. I, I remember when I first was taught that, it was just eye-opening. Like I, I was the worst on the bandsaw, trying to follow mm-hmm. a curve. I mean, I, I was terrible. And it's because I was so focused on the, the teeth. The, yeah, on the front of the blade. You know, right at the yeah. front. Yeah, the front <laughs> of the blade. And then my mentor's like, Give it a little twist, ride the back, and push gently. Put a little lateral yeah. force on it as you're going. It's like, oh my god, so easy. <laughs> sure, <they're... laughs> it was not in day. Then all of a sudden, you take it to a spoke shave, and it's like a couple of hits of a spoke shave, and yeah. you're done. Yeah, you know. Then, then all of a sudden, awesome. 
when you when you grab that back a little bit then all of a sudden the front stays put because otherwise it constant, right. the front's just constantly moving trying moving. to stay with yeah. it and you and just left, right. yeah I understand. Do you really? And, and it shows your cut. Your cut looks like it too. You know, when you're sure. done, you're like, oh. That's Do you release the tension on your on your blade, Phil? I don't. I I used to, but I never do anymore. You probably use it I enough forget. to where it doesn't matter. You just right. And I'm not. You know, I use like twenty dollar blades. I'm not. I don't have. I get I, the results I get with the blades I use. I'm pretty happy yeah. with. Um, I. I would like to step up to one of those bigger blades. Well, they like 150. About. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, so you, you, the thing just lasts a long time, right? So, and if you can get it sharpened, it kind of makes sense. Or sharpen it yourself. I got it. I believe it was Darren. No one's got time for that. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> it's only two teeth per inch. It goes pretty quick. <laughs> it goes pretty quick. 110 inches. I just turn it on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. Wait, wait. Yeah, you could you could do that. Yeah. Just send it to um is it guy? Is it that um no, it's a uh, oh, what's his name? I just saw him recently, retired with wood. Um his, I think his handle on Instagram is retired with wood. But he uh I guess he sh I think he has a sawmill is what it is and he sharpens his own blades now. He's got a pretty sweet setup mm. uh for that, but anyhow, yeah. Uh, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. I'll just buy a new one. <laughs> so, Ramon, do you, you detension? Do do I, I do. I do because I don't use my bandsaw that often. And At the gym. <laughs> I decompress and detention. <laughs> I, I do. I, I, I flip the lever and just take it off. It just, okay. I don't know, it makes sense. If I was a solid wood furniture guy and I was using it all the time, you know, every day, I would probably just leave it. Um, but yeah, it, I think that's kind of what happened to me is I, I remember when I, I, you know, it had that quick release. I was like, oh, cool. And I did it a couple of times, but then I start hanging stuff on that quick release. <laughs> my other blades. So I'm like, I have to take them off, hang them somewhere else. Then, yeah, it's, I'm not the most organized person in the shop. Yeah. I don't, uh, I don't know for, for my, in my experience, it doesn't change anything. You know, it, one thing I do is that when when I go to tighten the blade, I open the top cover and I spin the wheel clockwise slowly as I tighten the blade. It just seems to me to make sense to ease it into that tension. Does that make sense? Probably yeah. not necessary, but it's just something I've always done. Yeah, right, right. I've, I've just never slamming it on. You know what I mean? Let's go. <laughs> I've I've never detensioned detensioned my bandsaws. They're always they're always in tension. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I, then, well, and your bandsaw doesn't have a quick release. Right? Yeah, it it doesn't. Neither, neither one of them. I've got. Yeah. Oh, okay. I've got a little delta. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't do it if it didn't have a quick release. I definitely wouldn't bother with it. It's like I got it set and it's working Correct. sweet. I'm leaving it alone. But that quick release thing is pretty my, nice. My little bandsaw, my little though, my little delta, <laughs> my little delta. I I don't ever quick release that. And that one, I just keep a little quarter inch blade right. for for doing curves and you know intricate cuts sure but. well that's what I, I got two of the same bandsaws when i i made that purchase um it was one of those deals just kind of like, okay i made did pretty good this year I'll put some money back into the shop and i was i thought well i'm gonna get the jds and i think that's when i spoke to ben originally and ben kind of just mentioned that lee fmt jig the mortison jig so what I did with the same money I was going to spend on one jig, I ended up getting like four different things and just to help out all the way around the shop. And for me, it was another bandsaw too. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of, it's a little sport, but to have, you know, a three quarter blade and then a quarter inch blade set and you never mess with it. It's perfect. Right. It <laughs> saves so much time. You yeah, know? sure. And they're good for the price. They're great bandsaws. Uh, the Grizzly whatever the, the extreme series or whatever mm -hmm. they are but. yeah those are those are 17s right 17 inch units. 17s yeah. Yeah. yeah right on yeah yeah i almost got the 18 because i was like well i'm buying another one i should get it a little bigger but it actually jumps quite a bit i believe um i just remember at the time i was like yeah you can always do that to yourself You're like well it's only 500 dollars more for the bigger <laughs> one but 
but you're already spending a thousand more than you have. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was thinking of I was thinking about upgrading to a hammer just so my my tools will start to match. Uh oh! Hammer band. Yeah. I knew that was coming. No, I knew that I'm, was happening. I'm kidding. <laughs> that grizzly, I'm really happy that <laughs> the dust extraction is really impressive. I mean, you open up that bottom cover, there's nothing in there. It just huh. it. Yeah. It, it has two yeah. ports, you know, one by the blade up at the top, or under the cast iron table, and then one down at the bottom. And that thing, it vacuums it all that nice. out. It's great. Mm. As long as you remember to put a vacuum on it. Right. See, I'm really spoiled. I just turned my, my switch on on my bandsaw. My green gate blast gate opens, and that fires on my dust what? collection. Yeah. I haven't posted about uh, it because I was waiting for green gate to get on Instagram, but they've kind of been dragging their feet, so I'm just going to do it. I was going to – I actually um, mentioned to uh, April Wilkerson with her new her new dust collection, I was asking her about her automatic gates or her gates, if, if she's going to do the automatic. That green gate is fantastic. You turn on your tool, say your table saw, and it right. it's a 12 volt system that has these yellow dust gates, the blast gates. So you turn on your machine, your blast gate opens, you hear your dust collection come on, you make you do your operation, nah. turn off your switch, the the dust collection stays running for about 10 seconds. This is what I have mine programmed at, and then it shuts off and whoop, the gate closes. All in, that's yeah, pretty sweet. It's really awesome. Yeah. A lot of times, you that's know, nice. you're going to make pretty a cut, cool. and you're like, oh, it's just one cut, and you don't turn on your dust collection, dust collector, and pretty yeah. soon you well, have dust all over. Well, that's what I do. I usually have one of my kids, usually the smaller one, because, you know, she can kind of fit in between the tools, <laughs> but I usually just, like, get her to grab the, the suction hose and Move. put it on the tool <laughs> I'm using. She just follows me around, you know? <laughs> He's a little slow though. <laughs> that's better. That's almost better than a remote control, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. She gets distracted and like, that's... like get off the table saw. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> oh man, I wish I was joking. No, um, I I do though. I I forget. I mean, I, I'm lazy. You know, it's like you just said. If you have to go unhook it somewhere and put it on, you just you forget. Yeah. And I, I changed my dust collection system around, and I just haven't had found the time uh, to kind of get it back to where it's a blast gate on every single machine. I had it like that for a while, and it's wonderful. You know, you just go up and pull a blast gate and then turn the dust collection on, and you're ready to go. Right now, I have a main hose I'm dragging around the place. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Not very professional. That's where that's where I'm at too. I was milling. Uh, okay, I, I started milling some uh, ambrosia maple. It was uh, I got a really good deal on it. it was some roughs on, and so I I need to make some Cronovian style sawhorses because I have two old ones and you. I know where you can get plans for that. I, yeah, <laughs> I saw that. Philip Morley furniture, you know. <laughs> and for a smoking price, I noticed. Yeah, yeah right? they are. Cheap. Well, I started running this uh, this. <laughs> ambrosia maple wormy maple and i had forgotten that i had just made a bunch of doors for a guy up in colorado that were all popular those paint gray doors and there was a, you know those interior doors and i had used yeah. my planer and joiner quite a bit well i started running all this stuff and i heard something that sounded weird so my dust collector is uh in another room off my shop so i went in there and it was it had spewed all over it had filled to the top and then it was filling in the in the bag, and then it was yep. it just made a big old mess. I was like, oh. and I I, sh I should have known better. Yeah. I mean, how long do you think a half of a you know it's probably a thirty gallon trash can is all it is, and it it, it right, was maxed out. Right. I was like, <laughs> yeah, my my one spilled over right now into the filter bag. Yeah. I just noticed it before we started this podcast. I was like, dang it, <laughs> that's a good game battle. Yeah, it's funny when I was yeah. working full time, you know, and I'm working in my shop just, you know, primarily weekends, sometimes Fridays, whatever. It it worked great, but now that I'm in my shop every day, that thing fills up fast, yeah. man. I, I Yeah. I need a yeah, those, I, I need they, a they dump truck. Up, they fill up they fill up quick and even the big ones fill up the shop that, you know, the shop where I was at before we had a Oh, we had a we had a Weinig molder, or when we brought in this Weinig 
molder, which is like a, a big five head. It's, you know, it's five, five cutters in one. You stick in, you know, you stick in a, like, um, you know, rough, rough oh, on right. one side and you're kicking out molding on the, on the other side. Um, and we would, we would do like some pool table rail profiles and, you know, we had a, we had a huge system there. Um, you know, it was a, it's a 50 horsepower Nord fab exterior wow. that, you know, with a, with an, with a rotary airlock. So it dumped into the dumpster, you know, <clears throat> you know, so great, big, great, big system. Well, you, you turn up, you, you run a, a molder. I mean, you've got a, you've got a, like a, I don't know if it had a two foot trunk that was going to it that then manifold manifolded down to five different ports and you're running poplar, um, like making, rail stock for those coin operated um pool tables you know like valley pool right. tables or whatever we, we would make replacement rails for those and you run one of those units for you know we, we ran for a, a couple hours and all of a sudden somebody went outside and was like whoa 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 <laughs> the, the dumpster's completely full it's completely yeah. backed up into the into the unit it's all up into the bag house and it's just jam-packed and and yeah, you got to call the uh, got to call the um, uh, you know, that's the, the garbage guys to come and get the dumpster, and they got to empty the thing, and then you fill it back up, and then they empty it again, and then fill it. It's expensive. Yeah, yeah that's crazy. You got <laughs> to get all that crap. That out. could probably be. That's why that could probably be a topic I for a show is uh, uh, how to deal with you it. know <laughs> sawdust management, sawdust <laughs> trash, no trash kidding. management, and you no. Know, all the fall off. Pieces. I know that um, was uh, we used to be in the country more, and so we just we just shot it out in the woods. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a big it was a big mountain of sawdust. Totally organic, right? <laughs> right. You can't, yeah. can't get closer than that. <laughs> oh man, no no neighbors nearby, so it's just like we just shot it out. There. Yeah, yeah. If you yeah. can get away with it, that, that'd be a great well, way to do yeah. it. Piles and mangroves. Right. Don't do it in the city. Years right. ago, when when we we have a, a a racetrack here, you know, court quarter track, whatever, and um, there used to all these. Uh, well, it was seasonal, but those guys would come and, and get our sawdust when I worked at my brother's shop for their horse stables. So <laughs> that right. worked out pretty good. That's pretty awesome. Because we were, nice. we were dumping two fifty-five, nothing like Ben and those guys, but it was two fifty-five gallon barrels, and you know, you're dumping it twice a week. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, but a lot sure. of that was was coming off the uh, the the panel saw, the big sliding table saw, cutting. Okay. Really? So a lot of that was actually sheet good material. Oh um, wow! You know, because they we'd go through a unit of, of melamine, sometimes a unit a day. Crazy. Yeah, we'd have you know you cut a had a guy working for us one time. That guy was man, he was a workhorse. He would cut a unit a day, and that's wow. that's uh. Well, depends on the thickness, but about thirty-four sheets, you know, huh. slicing it all up. <laughs> and that that stuff didn't that stuff, and they, they used it for horses. That that stuff didn't affect them at all. Uh, just to they... sop up the the mud and and all that. <laughs> oh, oh, the horses are dead now. Okay. okay. Oh, you mean with all the formaldehyde? I have no yeah. idea. <laughs> I'm not responsible. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Disclaimer. Disclaimer. All right. Yeah. So they, they were using it to like sop up mud and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. cool. Well, what have you guys been up to yeah. in the shop? Yeah, so Ramon, you've been so so. Tell us about the uh, tell us about the Formica experiment you got going on. Oh my gosh, that came out so good. I'm really uh, really pleased with those tables. So I, you know, it was funny. Somebody yesterday said, uh, uh, "Show us the tables already, you jerk," because <laughs> I know you've. He says, "I know you." Uh, <laughs> Have them finished already? I heard it on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I've been getting people teasing me now about my AC unit. Oh, stuff. is that right? Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I said I said on the podcast I had a sixty-five. At yeah, one point. living in Texas, man. It... <laughs> uh, yeah. That's awesome. Well, that looks pretty. Uh, I mean, it looks pretty in depth. What you're doing? Well, man. it's a little bit uh, uh, unconventional. I know, you know, because I get a lot of. People say, "Why don't? How come you're using epoxy?" Well, I'm really familiar with contact cement. You know, the shop that I used to work at, we used to go through 55 gallon barrels of contact cement about every two weeks, right. and so it was really good stuff. 
However, contact cement doesn't get doesn't do a rigid glue line. It doesn't ever, you know, it's, no, not, it's always flexible. It's somewhat right? flexible, even the good stuff with a high solid content. So, right. and I wanted to use epoxy to waterproof or weather or water resist the bottom of you know the inside of the apron and all that. So I just decided to use epoxy, and it was kind of an experiment. And not only that, the epoxy creates a really strong um, spanning uh, strength. You know what I mean? So the Formica on the on the top on the tabletop, I uh, I balanced that that sheet because I probably put laminate on the bottom of the top layer. So I used Formica on the bottom and Formica on the top, and that was put on with epoxy. That creates an amazingly strong rigid panel that won't sag because the tables are five foot long. It's not that long, you know, and with an apron, you shouldn't have any issues Right. But with the epoxy on, you know, doubled up, you know, two layers of laminate that makes it really strong. So really kind of a fun project is something I've, I've never done. Um, you know, I've always used oh. contact cement for, for, for mica, but epoxy, it was a really <clears throat> cool experiment. So, um, I'm going to post a teaser tomorrow because people are getting antsy. You're like, yeah, enough of all this jazz and all these techniques and, you know, show us, show us the stuff. So I'm going to show the table tomorrow. Uh, uh, well, it'll be Saturday. Um, and then, and then I'll go back to um, Friday, some Friday steps and procedures that we're, that I'm doing, but yeah, I'm having a blast. It was really cool. And, and my lady just fell in love with them and they, you know, the colors and, you know, she was really, really into that but with formica you know you literally have hundreds of colors to choose from so a little bit of a different project one of my hashtags is kind of woodworking because well it's formica <laughs> <laughs> but yeah still, uh, still a lot of fun sure yeah look it looks it those uh those little feet the aluminum feet you did look pretty sweet. yeah the aluminum was you know of course to seal the bottom of the legs right. and then provide a little bit of uh a uh, place for the uh, leg leveler. So this is an out outdoor dining table? Correct. We oh, have two, right. two patios, and we have, uh, you know, occasionally we'll have quite a few people in the summer, and, you know, you get a bunch of people, and, and we had we had round tables, and round tables are, are, to me, they just don't work on our patios because our patios are rectangular, so it's hard to put them in there, and you get two of them put together like a figure eight, and it's it's awkward. Right. So Deanne nice. wanted to find some tables. My wife wanted to find some tables. Couldn't really find what we wanted. And I said, I'll just make some. And she said, What are you gonna make them out of? You know, and because most everything that you make them, you know, if you make something out of wood, then you need to really think about the water and the moisture and all that. And I thought I'm gonna use formica and glue it down with epoxy. <laughs> there you go. And it and it worked. It's working. And it's it's a solid wood core, right? Uh, it's actually Baltic birch, but it's completely right. encapsulated. It's either sealed with epoxy, you know, like the apron, or it right. has uh, uh, formica on it. So, I mean, you could you could probably nice. hose them down with, you know, with a garden hose, let them dry, and it, it wouldn't hurt. <laughs> cool. Yeah, that's yeah, and it's yeah. and and it's for you. So if it goes south, <laughs> of course. Well, <laughs> that was the other thing. That's, yes, exactly. That's the main thing. It's it's right. But I did some. I did some tests. I I glued epoxy to aluminum. I glued it to um, formica, and I glued you know some formica to some Baltic birch. You cannot get that off. I mean, it just comes off in right. little little tiny. Yeah, chips. I saw you testing so, it out. Yeah. It's uh, yeah, and, and wood and wood movement's not an issue. It's only those legs are tiny. Correct. Right? Those legs are what two correct. inches. And there's no yeah, there's so. no way for for moisture to get to them so that right. that inhibits the wood movement as well right so yep. yeah yeah sure. cool good, good place to try try something out yeah so, speaking, something, speaking, something speaking of trying something out um i've been we've been watching the the brass experimentation bill yeah brass oh i was like what are you talking about brass <laughs> experiment i thought you were talking about a tv show or something <laughs> Um, how high how yeah. high did that brass protrude where you were routing it um an actual measurement i don't know but more than i wanted uh probably i don't know probably 30 seconds yeah yeah and i, I you know with that if you're going to scrape it and stuff you want it a, you want it a few you want it almost perfect just barely 
just barely a few thousands maybe but it worked that um, your router sled was awesome yeah it worked fine i was scraping it and just i wasn't really ready to even do it like it glued down fine i think i've never used epoxy before and you know i did the epoxy i mean that stuff's pretty thick and i, I tried to do like a thin set epoxy with like a long open time you done the, did you do the 206 or ah uh, forget the stuff i the... bought it was like a a pump you know hardener and and then the yeah. resin um where, it was a west systems is that is that a brand yes. yeah yeah um but uh it i mean it held like I, I did a test and it was like that's great but there was definitely some thickness to it it was kind of that's weird but yeah i don't know um i may not just route enough it was really weird because i put a piece in my test sample and it was right where i wanted it and then like always you go glue up it's like <laughs> oh that's not right that's not what i wanted <laughs> um but it was fine i prefer that than being too low all right um absolutely be a, the, a big the 206 problem. you can is actually thin enough to put in a syringe i i did a, re, a table okay, yeah. for a lady this week also and um there was a lot of nooks and crannies that i thought man how am i gonna get this epoxy in there and i thought i know and i just use these syringes they're actually syringes without the sharp point i don't know what they i don't know what they call them but they're they're blunt right and um, right the epoxy in that syringe man it was awesome yeah, that's how I got the epoxy because the problem was like, okay, you mix this epoxy up. How the heck am I getting it in that, you know, 3 16th groove? So I, I picked up some syringes. Um, so it was thin enough to do, but you had to push pretty hard, but it it went through. I made the hole a little bigger um, on a syringe and and it worked out. It, it was fine. Um, so I got, got it all in. It all fit really, you know, snug and tight. What I ended up doing is I took that brass um you know, so the groove I ran was maybe a few thousands under. Or it was it was almost just perfect, but it was snug, right? So it would friction fit. You you bang it in, the brass is uh, going to be denser than the wood fibers. Uh, but I didn't want to crush the fibers trying to get it started because if you got the brass skewed mm. at all and you start banging, you screw up the top edge, yeah. which matters. You should have like, you well, should have frozen like a gap. <laughs> should have. Should have frozen. There you go. Well, I scraped it. I I, bev I back bevel. But I mean, if you freeze the freeze the brass, you'll you'll, you'll shrink it slightly. <laughs> Man, I ain't got a big freezer to put that brass in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I need, I need, Mister, you got what? Big big freezer and two porches. Okay. <laughs> hey, you have. You I'm have over here with a little fridge. <laughs> <laughs> I got two 17 inch bandsaws. All right. <laughs> um, I didn't know that. I mean, that, that makes sense, but I would never have thought about doing that. But, um, you know, I, I, I just took it, nothing fancy. Like in my head, my usual thing is what jig can I make? And I was going to make this jig that held it at an angle and I was going to go for my drum sander. And I was like, that's crazy. Just sit it on your bench get your scraper I put a piece of tape on the one end of the scraper and then I just let it ride on the bench mm. and then ride on the brass so it was angled mm -hmm. you know and so I just scraped it literally like three times on each really fast and it, it worked great because it then it just it, it went straight in and then it just started getting tight where I wanted it sure that's, that's so, awesome so, so I'm pretty happy pretty happy with it um did you scuff? But yeah, I started I started scraping it, and I was like, "This is gonna take to get it flush." I was like, "This is gonna take forever." So I set up that router, and um, just slowed the speed down. Uh, set set it, you know, put a piece of blue tape down on the top of the veneer. Yeah. Um, then set it to that blue tape where it was just scraping the blue tape, and then went and cut uh, the rest of it. I probably should have done a test. I just did it right on the thing itself i was like you know what worst case scenario is I, i'm going a little too deep but it's um it's all three thirty second shots on veneer so it's not like it's this paper sure. thin veneer i'm dealing with so now i can get that all leveled it worked out great i just wanted to kind of test it make sure it worked i haven't actually finished it uh, i moved on with a, another part of the project but once that's done then i'll come back and i'll scrape uh, and then sand uh, with 220 um, at, at, at the end and then, and then go all the way to like probably 600 um, but yeah 
pretty pretty excited with how it looks. Yeah, I think it looks I think it looks great. Have, have you have Thanks. you ever sanded the metal with the wood next to each other before? Like yeah, the, the 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 wood's gonna sand faster than the metal, right? Yeah, and sometimes you get the the you get the migration of the metal over to the over to the wood, but I think with yes. walnut it'll probably be won't pack so bad. Yeah, in the past I've sealed it. Like um, I did a mahogany table, and actually that was with I did it with uh, brass, and I did this with the first time I did this technique was with ebony, and so I I I pre-sealed the top ran the inlay groove then i put the ebony in and then i scraped oh well that was before i scraped i was sanding uh, the ebony and man that ebony dust if it gets down inside the the grain yeah. of the wood and you don't get it out it pops it's crazy how bad it looks but if you pre-seal it it kind of helps with that uh, that i that i found um but with, with the brass vacuuming it and ho and blowing it up sure um i i don't i don't think it's going to be a problem on the walnut yeah. uh i hope yeah. <laughs> anyway the whole thing then gets uh for mica going across the whole top <laughs> <laughs> you're making fun of me <laughs> no, I, only because you're not right here sitting next to me <laughs> yeah you know what's funny is for mica um you know, people are like, oh, for Mikey, you know, but uh, it it has it is such a versatile product. I just I, I just all, my, I'm not have you seen my outfit table? Love... It is for Micah. <laughs> yeah, my kitchen my my kitchen uh, countertops are for Micah. Well, you should you should you should have granite. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> there, you, that's where, there you go again. That's where you draw the line. <laughs> that's where you draw yeah, the line. Yeah, you don't use it what it's intended for. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's awesome. You use it for exterior tables and, and out, exterior. out tables on your table saw and stuff like that. It does work good on that. I know that much. <laughs> no, it's, it's, everything has its purpose, right? I'm just, I'm just teasing yeah, no, I'm I know. Just messing. But, uh, uh, it, it would it would save me a, a lot of trouble if I just put full micro across <laughs> the whole thing. Um, but you know, like I said, now I know that it's working. Um, I've moved on with the back panels and, and got all the raised panels done. And as soon as we're done on this podcast, I'm going to go glue that. I got the, the finish on it and then glue it up. Um, you know, you've got to pre-finish the panels and then later on finish the frame, which is always always kind of a headache. Yeah, but got to do it. That yeah, way, it's though. it's. You got to do that way, and you know what else? You got to pre-finish the panels, and then you got to pre-finish the inside edge of all the rails, and then mm. the whole thing goes together, and then you sand everything out, right? Because all the st all the rails and styles are flush, and let and that's why a lot of times when I build something, I always I try to offset things because then that way I can pre-finish everything, yeah. glue it up, and I'm done. But this this project is not like that so i'll sand it all flush and then i'll tape off the panel and spray um the the rest of it so it's it's a it's a bit of a ordeal but you get a really nice look mm -hmm. you know so yeah anyhow that's, that's and brass kinda... and walnut man that that just those that just looks so good i love that looks yeah. good right yeah i love i love brass the little, and little and, corner detail and, you know, fantastic that, with the, that with corner the walnut detail. inside the brass yeah that's a great yeah. right it's a great man I, that was uh you know it's, it's i did not want to miter <laughs> absolutely <laughs> i was like i'm not mitering this brass and i think it worked out because it looks it, it looks more suiting with the rest of the design you know it kind of it goes with it um with that joint in the corner being little squares you know that yeah, that's, that's a great. That was a that's a fantastic solution. That's taken, it really was taking taking like a problem and turning it into an turning it into an asset. You know, yeah. anytime you no that, kidding. That's a that's a good. Right. You bet. Yeah, I'm 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 pretty pumped. I gotta get this thing freaking done. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's time. You know, just getting time to get get after it. I'm gonna have uh. Uh, I have a student that works with me, Amanda. Um, her, oh, what's her tag? Sawdust Woman on Instagram. I love it. Saw, Sawdust Woman. Um, but she she works with me on the weekends, and I'm gonna have her out 
I think next week for a solid week because I'm done teaching and so I can be home and focused and she's going to be out and hopefully we'll get some work done. <laughs> Probably not, but uh, anyhow. So how about you, Ben? Well, we've just been continuing to work on those work on those doors when I when I can. I've, I've, I've got a couple of other bid things that I that I had to I've had to take care of. I hate getting out of the shop. They they take uh, take more. They take more time than people realize, they do, right? They do. Yeah, I had to go down to, oh, I had to go down to like Council Bluffs, Iowa, which is um, on the other side of the river from Nebraska and look at a building um, that wants to do like, oh, some window restoration stuff on. And I don't know. <laughs> the window the window restoration stuff, there's, there's, there's lots of work out there to be done. It's just a matter of, you know, is that what I want to be? Is that what I want mm-hmm. to be? Uh, but yeah. I also have to, you know, I also have to pay the bills. Pay the bills, right. man. That, that all that's going to lead into a great. One day we will get around to an actual topic, but I think that would lead into a great discussion about setting yourself up for what kind of work you want to do, and 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 how sometimes it's necessary. You have to take on some jobs like that, yeah. but then how that can end up, you know, you can end up being that guy too, because it's hard because. If you open yourself up to it and then you keep getting it, you can't turn it down. You've got a family, you got, yeah, that, you know, to provide. Right. But it's it's tough, man. Um, but you don't want to complain because it's work. Sure. It's pain. Yeah. But, it's uh, really interesting. I, I since I've left my brother's shop, I'm doing, you know, all kinds of things that I didn't even think I would be doing. But a lot of them are paying me paying really well. And I'm like, man, I'm making more in a day than I could than I was making in a week. Uh, yeah, that's exactly what right. I want to do, you know. So, yeah, yeah, that's right, right. That is, that, that's a that's a huge topic. Yeah. Right. So, what was it a big job, Ben? Yeah, I mean, like a lot of windows. It's a, it's a big job. It's a big job. So, and they've got kind of an unrealistic um, uh, time frame. So that was, <laughs> right. a, that was a, a you know, I should have I should have known better going down there. I should have asked that on the front end instead of you know wasting the day going down but we're still we're still looking at it um i've talked to a couple other guys that 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 are friends that um you know that 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 do woodworking and and do window work so we're gonna see if maybe we can tag team on it or i don't know it's still that that's that's pretty uh that's a good way to look at it see if you can uh what do they call that kind of farm some of it out yeah yeah and, and I yeah. and I would have to if we were if we were going to actually tackle this project. It's just it's too big for right. for me within the time frame, and I and I really don't want to end up that. I don't know. I don't, doing that, right. you worry about getting yourself in a in a hole. You know, it just uh, yeah. And then it's and then it, sure. again, it's you know, what do you want to be doing? Um, right. We'll right. have to see. Well, you know, um, it's funny to talk about farming things out. Uh, if this actually comes to fruition, um, but it's kind of funny side note, I put a picture up of our, our work, right? When we started this podcast and uh, the guy I'm doing the desk for, he, he's a restaurant owner. He has a really cool restaurant in Austin and I did all his bar stalls and he's a really awesome guy. Like he wants quality work and he loves the fact that it's like a one man shop type type deal. <clears throat> but he saw that picture, Ben of yours of the, I don't know what the heck it was now. I was looking on your page. It was like this uh, architectural type detail with like a carving and stuff on it. Um, I don't know what the name of it would be called, but it was it was this really cool thing. And he sent that to me. He texted it to me okay. and said, hey, this is what I want when you build my new bar. Because he's, he's doing this restaurant and he's going to have this fancy bar with like panel work and carving. And, and I told him, I said, well, I don't, he goes, do you know how to do this? I was like, uh, nope, but I could get that guy to do it. <laughs> I'm all for it. All for it. Yeah, that'd be awesome if that worked out. Yeah, get all awesome. I, wonder what he, I wonder what he was looking at. Yeah, I'll have to, I'll have to if I come across it, it's on my Instagram account. So when I yeah. when I posted that we were in cahoots, yeah. um, it was one of the pictures. But it was really cool carving. Like It looks like you carved some stuff. It was, it was an architectural detail. Um, huh. like, like a little racket type thing. I, I'm not even sure. Like a corbel, maybe? 
Yeah, so oh, Cole, I wonder, yeah, see, I wonder I, if I, it was I, off of one of the pool yeah. tables. Oh, I wonder, yeah, because I wonder what it was for. I was looking at it, I was yeah. like, man, that's yeah, cool. I think it was probably off of. I'm guessing it, it's off one of the pool tables. Like, um, I think the photos that I had was uh, a Brunswick Fister is the, was the name of the table, and they've got these uh, the legs on that. We, we yeah, have to. There's That's carving cool. and and veneer. Um, yeah, they're they're a cool cool table, um, and I I bet that's what I bet that. So I bet it I bet it was. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. Who knows. Cool. I'd be up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm looking at it now. You had like clamp. You have uh, a bunch of clamps. On. Oh, okay. There's some crazy carving, and, and it looked like Sapelli mahogany yeah, or something. Yeah, that that's all. That's all mahogany. That was all Cuban mahogany. Cuban. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> nice. Yeah. That's hundred. That's a hundred year old table. I think I had to. Wow. I had to completely reveneer those and do re, re, rebuild the carvings because I think the legs had sat in water at some time, and it, oh, it was a kind of basket nice. case of a of a table but you know it's, <laughs> it's a nice table so it was worth worth doing sure. right, yeah. right right yeah cool. your uh your technique for removing uh loose loose uh tenons are actually tight tenons yeah <laughs> tight tenons <laughs> was fantastic with the with the wedges and the and the quick grip clamps yeah that's a yeah it's a, it's a it's a good solution you know I, I i've had that i've had that situation numerous times you know where so you need to explain it now like people can't see okay all right so so basically <laughs> i've got i've got a loose tenon so it's loose tenon joinery so you for loose tenon you've got you've got a mortise that goes into let's say the the rail of a of a door and the style so it's not like the tenon is part i don't know if that makes sense geez that i'm already yeah it's, it's not this. integral <laughs> anyway the thing is yes. it's too tight into in it's too tight into its hole and you can't get the thing out um right you're doing a dry you're doing a dry yeah. fit you pound it in there and now you have to take now it you gotta out. take it out oh. to be able to put glue on it and, and it's, right. it's just too tight um and it it went in it was it was too tight to begin with but then you know it sat for you know that i think that door has sat for a, you know a couple of weeks and the humidity's gone up so now the thing's even tighter uh, oh, and wow. I, I need to get it out and so the way to get it out is to use that quick grip clamp and then put the um put the wedges in underneath there and then squeeze those wedges together and then it raises it up you know i mean they're so the wedges were the the wedges uh rested on the shoulder of the tenon right and then you you put the clamp on the actual tenon put the wedges underneath it and then you start clamping the wedges and it pulled it up i thought that was genius yeah it was great I've, i've been in that situation i ended up busting a tooth almost because I was up over my table trying to pull, yeah, and then it came and it comes out, out and smashed yeah. my face. And it, it always, it always comes out. It's always all or nothing. Like not, yeah, nothing, right. Nothing, everything all of a sudden. I just, I just drill a hole in the side of it, in the mortise, right next to the tenon, and blast air through there. Yeah, right. <laughs> Hydraulic style. Actually, I have done that with with inlay. If you get if you get an inlay and you and you, you're test fitting it, you know, your last, the last, you sneak up on the fit and the last one, it fits perfect and you start testing it and then you can't get it out. Yep. Just a little blast of air sometimes will get it out. That, that, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do that. I do that all the time with, um, well, with those, with the pool tables, because like the diamond sights that are up on, oh, yeah. up on the cap, you know, they, those would be ivory or mother of pearl, you know, round dots if they were mother of pearl and usually the diamonds were ivory and, you guys yeah. don't use Formica? Another <laughs> <laughs> good use oh, for Formica put, right there, I'm buddy. Putting, I'm, putting the ivory, I'm putting the ivory into Formica, you know, inlaying them in. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I use Formica as uh, clamping coals. How about that? Not bad. Not bad. Not as Not good bad. as the uh, poly, polypropylene or polyethylene, sure. whatever that is. But that's, that's the high dollar stuff <laughs> yeah. now. Come on. <laughs> I'm bolding on a budget. Uh-huh. Well, right on. Well, I think we're we're getting pretty close to our time. We kind of we we've kind of rambled rambled our way through. Another- we rambled through an hour. <laughs> it goes by uh, fast. It does. It does. It does. Um, but yeah, we've uh, yeah we worked worked our way through through it again here. Um, I did want to I did want to give one plug 
um, just because uh, it's a, it's a shameless plug. But you know, the guys were nice enough to to let me do it. I I, I did an article on on sharpening, and it was in it was in what fine fine home building magazine, um, and and that was oh it's the issue that's out right now. So you know, they, oh, those cool. guys were nice enough to let me. You know, uh, we did that while I was out out there. Um, oh, in February, we did that little article just on just on sharpening. It was for you know, it's it's for people that are on the on the job site. Yeah, on the job site. You know, so it was like a portable um, a portable system. So oh, cool. I thought I'd I thought I'd, check it I out. thought I'd at least at least mention it just because you know they were nice enough to let me. You know, they're oh yeah, dude. absolutely. That's that's cool. So, yeah. You need to see if you can link. Oh, you can't, right? Because you have to. I was gonna say, see if you can get the link for it and put it in your uh, bio um, on your Instagram page. Mm-hmm. But I guess you have to be a subscriber to be able to see it. Yeah, right? I think so. I think. So. Yeah. I, I put something up on on Instagram about it, you know, and that's always that's always a weird thing to do to like say, you know, check out my article. Whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> There's nothing weird about that. <laughs> What are you saying? I'm just always, I'm always <laughs> weird about self, you know, it, where, where it looks like it's self. You got to promote yourself, man. I know you. <laughs> but, no, I, I understand, but I shamelessly post it all. <laughs> yeah, you got to get get every drop you can out of it. Sure. Oh, man. Yeah. You do. Yeah. You know? yeah. Let's, let's... Uh, Nothing wrong with that. It's. It, I just looked at it. It looks like a cool a cool article uh, thank you thank you yeah listen, listen to me talk yeah. about how i don't want to do self-promotion and yet that's what i'm doing right now <laughs> right look at you hey that's <laughs> we're always selling ourselves that's yeah. that's the name of the game you have to yeah mm-hmm. did i mention i'm going to be teaching at mark Adams? <laughs> yeah man that's awesome i did Congrats. okay <laughs> <laughs> i'm probably i told my wife i mentioned it she goes my, my wife's so funny like honestly i would be a mess if it weren't for my wife she keeps me pretty grounded um, but you know, she's, she's like, you need to not say anything. Like it's not 100% confirmed. And I'm like, well, he's said he put me on the schedule and we're talking about the class and you know, what, what's the big deal. They probably want you to promote it, but she's pretty funny. And let, it's like a, with a job, you know, I told her, Hey, I got that cabinet job for the record cabinet. She's like, no, unless, not until I see that paycheck, you know, <laughs> she thinks they're going to jinx it. Yeah. Not until I see a down I got the check to, I got the paycheck today and I'm like, told you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's all good. That's what we do, that's, right? That's what we do. You know, I, I had mentioned uh, a few times that I'm, you know, writing this book um, and occasionally I'll get, you know, some pretty big heavy hitters out there saying, hey, where's this book that you're talking about? I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, they're, they're holding me to it. And it's just a lot of work, you know. I've been working on it here and there when I can. Right. Um, is this? But, is it for someone, or are you just taking this on yourself? It's. I've never wrote a book. Uh, I just started, you know. Man, that's awesome. Writing down all these different tips and tricks that I've been showing on Instagram and trying to, you know, consolidate it into one spot. Uh, I want to try to figure out how to put a video so it'll have like a, a paragraph of the of the tip and then it would have a little you know one minute or less video that would be a link that'd be a link to it that's that'd be cool. a link to it and i already have the videos so that's the idea yeah. anyway um it's a it's a work in progress but right yeah. right that's awesome you got to have those like kind of a little side hustle right i mean it just it takes i don't know at least for me and it seems like you to you guys too it seems to take a bit of bit of everything to make this work so we can do what what we want to do ultimately in the shop but yeah like if like teaching a few classes writing a few articles yeah like ben says you have a bunch of fishing lines out there yeah <laughs> right absolutely and it's, it's trying to find time and balance to do it all but uh it's it's definitely worth it uh for we sure should... and if you enjoy doing it yeah that's perfect we should start a podcast we should probably start a podcast <laughs> that actually talks about woodcutting. <laughs> That's great. Ban, ban that, ban that flame. <laughs> and Ben, you need to talk more. Sure, sure. <laughs> uh, All right. Well, I think I think uh, we probably talked enough. So yes, uh, I suppose we let let Ramon lead us out here. 
All right, do your thing. Once again, huge thanks for checking out another rambling yet fantastic and informative episode of Woodworkers Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we absolutely appreciate it. If you have any questions, you can certainly shoot us an email, and that's info at woodworkerspodcast.com. Also, we look forward to your input and feedback on the show, as well as suggestions on other topics for, for future shows. And we would appreciate a rating over at iTunes, you know, like a five-star rating. Yeah. <laughs> so on behalf of Ben and Phil, I'm Ramon, and we'll see you on the next episode of Woodworkers Podcast. Ciao. Right on. Cheers. Good talking to you guys. Take care, guys. Bye.